0: I feel like we all have this most beautiful and remarkable soul. We're here on this earth for a reason and our soul knows. And I think as life happens and we have these instances that, you know, may be difficult for some people. I know a lot of spiritual people may go through mental health things or shifts in their life that can be dark. I feel like Then your spiritual remembering happens and you remember the essence of who you are and what you value and what your gifts are and you develop that connection.
1: All mystics have a story of how they found their spiritual calling and how they continue to deepen their own spirituality and connection to the universe. Let us hear their stories, so that we may be inspired to continue ours. Awakening Stories. Hello, Mystics. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Awakening Stories on the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining us again today. We have another beautiful woman to talk to you about spirituality and spiritual awakenings and all that good stuff her name is Cassandra Rosa and she is a millennial life coach for Millennials (laughs) she's a podcaster she's an author an intuitive healer and her goal is to help Millennials gain clarity on their path and purpose so they can live a more fulfilling life and build a fulfilling business which I'm all about I love that I jive with that (laughs) so how are you doing today Cassandra? Great. How about you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. So the first question I always like to start off with, just to kick things off, is how did it all begin? What is your origin story? How did you kind of step into this spiritual role of yours?
0: Yeah. So from a really young age, I knew I wanted to make a difference in the world. I didn't know what that meant. Um, and I always had this kind of gut feeling about people and vibes and energy and kind of sensing spirit around. So it was kind of always there. Um, and fast forward to 2014, I was in a university taking a neurolinguistic programming course. Oh, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I saw the teacher and I saw this like energy kind of moving behind her. And i wrote to my friend on a piece of paper and was like do you see that behind the teacher and she looked at me kind of funny and crinkled up the paper and before you know it it flies across the room this piece of paper and i'm like what the heck is going on <laughs> so we were in this like old theology building in the university so like you kind of walked in there and your heart just dropped being in there like the vibes were not the best mm-hmm. and i was feeling a lot of energy around me that was very foreign to me so i was like okay i need to figure out what the heck this is and what's going on so i've reached out to a mutual friend um, that i had with my friend and she was a reiki master and kind of very intuitive and she was like i think like your awareness just opened up and that it's time for you to kind of explore it more. So I started to do Reiki with her and learn about intuition and crystals and all the fun things. And then that's kind of how it officially started. Like it was always there, but that's how the uh, refinement of the journey started.
1: Sure, so was there something that triggered that or did it just kind of one day, I see something I haven't seen before?
0: Yeah, I think that like, my spiritual journey and awakening was really connected to my personal development. Oh, um, sure. I thought, I think that's when like the infancy of both of it kind of overlapped. Cause like when I was in university, like I went to school for psychology and they changed it in Canada to like 12 years to be in school. It didn't feel oh right. Gosh. And I ended up just finishing and really trying to discover what I wanted in life and did a lot of traveling and uh, volunteer work in Africa. And when I got back, I thought, okay, well, I guess like I have to be an adult now and get a corporate job and take over the family business. So I did that for a while. But there was always this back of my head, like wanting more in life and wanting to make a difference. Like that was the thing from a young age. So I ended up just like falling into personal development after I left corporate. And this was around the time that I started to be curious and seek more and wanna learn more. And then I feel like that simultaneously was connected to like the spiritual instance I just shared with you. And it all kind of began and unraveled.
1: (laughs) That's so cool. So clearly going out into the world and seeing other people and volunteering had a big impact.
0: Yeah. Huge. A huge turning point. Yeah.
1: And like you said, you always knew you wanted to help people. So that was clear that that was your guidance to be like, okay, here you go. You got a a taste. Time to keep going.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The spiritual awakening just elevated it and became such a big part of my purpose and the delivery of the message that was channeled down for sure.
1: Absolutely. That's so cool. I always am intrigued by stories that kind of have a defining moment like it's it's either you know one instance I woke I wake up and all of a sudden I'm seeing things and hearing things or it's more of I've always been this way and I've always kind of evolved in that way which is more of my story and I just love hearing um when it's like a snap instant moment so interesting to me
0: yeah
1: so did it kind of like rattle your whole world like all of a sudden you were seeing and perceiving energy you weren't before
0: um, I think it was kind of always there, but it felt like it almost like, you know, when you're um, in your car and you turn up the volume, and like for the song on the radio, I feel like that's kind of what happened. All these instances were amplified. All of the time of like feeling spirit around me was amplified. And it was kind of like, okay, this is your time to explore it. Like it was like spirit was tapping me on the shoulder. Like it's time to explore this gift that you've been putting on the back shelf for so long. Because especially when personal development started for me and starting to create my own business, that's where I invested a lot of my time and my energy and money. But the intuition, like it came to a head with instances like that, um, that had to shift my priorities and make it a priority on my list of things to do.
1: I see. (laughs) Yes, that definitely needs to be on the priority list. And, and now you've done that, you kept it a priority and you've grown and grown. And now that's what you do for a living. You intuitively heal others.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And help them unlock that clarity that we all have for a more fulfilling life.
1: Absolutely. What's your modality then? Is it just more of like a psychic gift and then you coach or how does, how do your sessions look?
0: Yeah, so I do lots of coaching with different modalities like NLP, so neuro linguistic programming, different mindset work and shifting tools. So in a session with me and in my programs, there is that coaching aspect where, you know, we work through things together, I give you tools, but there's also that energy aspect that I do do intuitive healing sessions. So I'll walk them through a guided meditation using things like light therapy or color therapy um, and infuse Reiki into it so that they can integrate all of the tools that I gave them and help them to have that clarity um, for whatever it is that they're seeking.
1: That's so cool. I'm a Reiki master myself, so I, I am familiar with that part of it but I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, that color therapy relates to the chakras. Is that right? Yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Card readings too. It's kind of interesting how it evolved because when I started my business, it was like goal setting and productivity, right? Mm -hmm. And I did my first launch and it was like crickets. And then once I started one day, I felt called to pull cards for my clients on a session and they loved it. They're like, can we do this? every session and then before you know it again I got a tap on the shoulder start doing Reiki with the coaching sessions and they were like I love this like can we do this alongside so it just kind of naturally that that tap on the shoulder and that channeled message just started to integrate everything into how it is today.
1: That's so beautiful. I love that I love when things naturally evolve like that that really Goes to show that when you follow your intuition, you listen to when spirit is tapping on your shoulder, that you can actually go down the path that you're meant to go down without yes. any struggle, really. <laughs> With more ease, yes. With more ease, exactly. <laughs> no struggle, obviously, isn't real, but more ease for sure. Yeah. Yeah that's beautiful. And I noticed you have a, uh, what looks like a vision board behind you. <laughs> I just did mine yesterday. I'm going to move my camera so I can show you. Ooh. Oh, I don't know if you can really so see it. So
0: but... nice. <laughs> yeah, this love... is actually one of the first ones that I made, and I've kept it up for a few years because it made me realize how powerful vision boards are. Like, I accomplished a lot of things on here, so I actually picked up a Bristol board yesterday to make a new and improved one, but it's oh, been great to have this as a reminder of how efficient and effective these tools are
1: they really are you know I read an amazing book called the source by Tara Swartz who is a mm-hmm. neuro scientist and she goes in depth about why vision boards she calls them action boards but in my in my book they're synonymous mm-hmm. why they're so effective when it comes to your brain and you see the subconscious messages every day and it changes your neural pathways which ultimately changes what comes into your life because you know what you put out is what comes back to you so right. vision boards are amazing and I've noticed in my own vision board practice that my vision is basically always the same what's different is the path right so maybe you'll like find that when you make one. your new one
0: yeah i have i always have the most up-to-date one on my laptop because the laptop is with me at all times with working and when i was doing a lot of traveling i felt like it was very effective to have it there so the second i open my laptop i have it there but uh
1: yeah as like your background your desktop background
0: yeah yeah cool. and i put like affirmations on there like every year i set like a word mm-hmm. that is like the theme um, so I can see it here on the bottom of my screen. So for 2022, it's all about fulfillment and freedom. Oh, and excellent. so I see that there with the affirmations and the pictures. So
1: I love that idea. Cause we're all in front of our computers always because of yeah. work in some way. That's a fantastic idea. Usually I just do a pretty picture.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it reminds me
1: what I'm working for, but I love that. So what was your word for this year for 2021?
0: So this year it was ascension. So kind of turning up the dial on everything that I had done prior, of like setting the stage for my business was really ascending to the next level. And then I think 2020 was uh expansion, just like expanding my gifts and my impact.
1: Excellent. For yeah. for me, 2020 was mindfulness. I had ascension in 2018, I believe that was my mm-hmm. word that year. I don't know if I did a word for this year because the I was kind of like in the middle of a pregnancy and all this stuff. So it's just been um, more like probably mindfulness again, because I was yeah. just trying really hard to be in the moment. So I haven't picked my word for next year though. I, sh- I need to get on that, decide what it is. Do you
0: have
1: any advice about how to pick a word for the oh, year? Oh,
0: advice. Um, so I find whenever setting goals and creating a vision for your year, like, to be in your most coziest, relaxed state, chill vibes, and just kind of channel it through and trust what Source brings forth for you. Um, So even this weekend, I've taken a lot of time to do journaling and reflecting on the year and refining what next year is going to look like and to be. And it's been a lot of cuddles in bed, cozy blankets, fireplace, like cozy candles you know and like setting the mood and just having that moment of presence and relaxation and going inward so just trust the word that comes through when you're in that state
1: absolutely that's awesome it that sounds like a great weekend yes. <laughs> for sure especially when like you said it was snowing outside earlier yes
0: so. <laughs> gross I hate,
1: I don't hate snow I just don't like how long it tends to stick around so
0: I feel yeah. I, I I get, with you I'm
1: with I could get We're better
0: at the that beach for sure. any day. Bring yes. me to the beach any day.
1: <laughs> I like I like mountains, but they yes. can have snow on them too. So <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what does the term spiritual awakening mean to you?
0: This is a really good question. Um, I kind of see it a little bit differently. I yeah. feel like it's a spiritual remembering. Okay. So it's like, I feel like we all have this most beautiful and remarkable soul. We're here on this earth for a reason. And our soul knows. And I think as life happens, and we have these instances that, you know, may be difficult for some people, I know a lot of spiritual people may go through mental health things or shifts in their life that can be dark. I feel like, then your spiritual remembering happens and you remember the essence of who you are and what you value and what your gifts are and you develop that connection
1: that's beautiful i love that because that's it's very true because yeah what you just said i'm just soaking up that energy i love that remembering who you truly are and going back to that a lot of deconditioning that's a Mm -hmm. common theme that i see that comes up in the topic of awakening is that you have to kind of undo all the damage i i don't right. really have a better word for it but yeah yeah what, what you were taught that isn't true right right shadow work kind of <laughs> <laughs> so um you kind of touched on this a little bit how you discovered what was right for you as far as your modalities go you were um, studying the nlp you were guided towards reiki and card reading so i'm wondering um How does your daily spiritual practice appear for yourself? Do you do all these things for yourself every day? Is it more guided, like, just by spirit? Like, how does your spiritual practice kind of fit into your own life?
0: Yeah, so my non-negotiables for every single day would be um, affirmations based on whatever goals I'm focusing on in that moment. So for example, if I want to call in more abundance in my life, I'll have abundance specific goals or health, or expanding my intuition, like not necessarily using the generic ones, but making them really refined so I can, they're in alignment with where I currently am and calling it in and keeping me in that frequency. Um, I also have a practice called Day in a Life that I talk about in my book, which is really about calling in that dream day that you want to have from start to finish. So I recite that and I really connect with the feeling and the peace and the presence of that. Um, Gratitude, you know, everybody speaks about it for a reason. I love to... Do my gratitude practice of listing about five things I'm grateful for every day. And then in terms of meditation, I love to do a meditation before I go to sleep. And I love chakra meditations. I love nature meditations. And even deep sleep meditations with affirmations. So even when I'm sleeping, I'm receiving all the goodness. Yeah. So those are my like daily ones. Um, I pull cards when I feel called to. I'll have, you know, every couple of months, more of like a mini retreat for myself that I do a lot of meditating for a longer period of time. Um, yeah, there's so many different things, you know, like lighting sage, you know, and cleansing your room and working with crystals, you know, I just let my intuition guide me when I need them, but those are my daily ones for sure.
1: That's awesome. I love asking that question because, At Spiritually Inspired, we're all about integrating your spiritual practices into your daily life so it doesn't become a chore. And it's just Mm -hmm. part of who you are and part of your daily routine. So I always like to know how women who are intuitive like yourself and kind of base their whole business around their intuition and their spirituality, how they take care of themselves and how they practice what they preach.
0: Yeah, I think structure is important. And I think also letting your intuition guide you um, For more in-depth, experiences, right? Like taking quality time to find clarity about a certain thing, pulling cards or having like an, you know, if maybe you're around a lot of different people or you're feeling icky with your energy to give yourself an hour to have a mini retreat for yourself, you know, Uh, letting you
1: guide. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you more about the mini retreats. So do, is it like a weekend thing, kind of like what you had this weekend to find your new word or like you said it's a more of an hour, like how I, I would love more clarity on that because that sounds yeah. like something I could get on board with.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I literally like this weekend, I penciled in time to just slow down, be present, really journal and reflect about the year, the lessons and what I want to shift for next year, worked on a vision board, read gold set and did some really deep meditations that that was this weekend um when I was living in Mexico about so over the spring summer this year like there was a few hours that I just meditated back to back and channeled a lot of messages um so it's it's different it evolves and changes and I just kind of surrender and give myself permission when I feel guided to to pencil that time aside and just follow what I'm guided but there's always cards pulled as well. So <laughs> but, Absolutely. What deck is that? It looks like an oracle deck. Yeah. So this is a, one of my new ones that I love and my clients are obsessed with. It's called um, Divine Abundance Oracle Cards. This is how the deck looks.
1: Oh, they're so pretty. I haven't heard of that one. I, really I just like call the color. to pull
0: one. Can I just yeah. pull yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, you? yeah, yeah. Please okay. do. Please do. Oh, lucky me. I'm so excited. <laughs> Is there something specific you want me to pull for you or for everybody, what what the listener is supposed to hear about? I would say whatever the,
1: whoever is listening right now, including myself is supposed to hear. Okay.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. Um, What I like about this deck too, is that there's no book. Like, you know, a lot of these decks, they give you these elaborate books. You really need to like lean into what, what your intuition is guiding you that is um, cool i love that yeah so the card is divine flow okay eventually one sublime desire takes precedence over all others to follow the Tao, the divine flow at all costs
1: How it's beautiful it yeah oh i've got a butterfly on there for transformation mm-hmm. lotus for mm-hmm. divinity It's beautiful. I love that. I love that there's no guidebook because then it's like, that's it. That's your guidance. Yeah. A huge problem I notice is that people tend to overthink their guidance a lot.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent or like question what they felt guided if it's different from the book. Um, But yeah, I think that this is so in alignment with what we're saying about like giving yourself permission to like follow your path and follow the flow and that's yeah, yes. what it looks like
1: that's so pretty love i love that and if you're listening to the podcast episode of this you should go online on youtube and go look at it because it's gorgeous
0: yeah okay. <laughs> awesome
1: thank you for doing that i love that I, I love oracle cards because they're so straightforward i love tarot too um i, I read tarot cards as well because it's more um elaborate sometimes i think situations call for more elaborate guidance but the beauty of oracle cards is that they're more simple and more interpretive and more artsy. So that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm glad.
1: Yeah, thank you, appreciate it. That was fun. Now I'm all like, woo, I'm kind of up here (laughs) a little bit. (laughs) That's so cool. So I am curious to hear what has surprised you the most on your journey as you've traveled down?
0: Yeah, this is a really good question. Um, Okay, so you know, when you're young, in like your teens okay you're in high school and you picture your life is going to be a certain way like you're going to get married in your early 20s and have kids and have the big house and like you know you might just have one specific type of career like it's interesting when i was doing my reflection this today about 10 years ago i'm like holy smokes like life is not what i expected it was going to be but in like the very best way. So I'm like super grateful how, you know, like even small interactions, like meeting a person at a networking event, or, um, you know, enrolling in a course, or taking a certain job or having a certain podcast interview, like how each of those moments really led me to where i am today and it was so unexpected and i'm so happy about it and grateful for it
1: absolutely that's awesome i can definitely relate to that because a lot of my young youth was planning out you know i wanted i wanted this to happen at this point in time and i wanted to do this before this happened and obviously none of that happened the way that i thought and a bunch of things that i never thought would ever happen have happened And they've been the best things. And I've also found, kind of piggybacking off of that, the things that I've resisted the most, and that was like, no, not for me, are what turned out to be the most amazing blessings and the most amazing things that have changed my life so much more than anything else.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah, podcasting was one of them. I was so for the longest time, I was like, no, no podcast for me. That's pretentious. But now I'm like, yay, I can't get enough. And then another one is being a mom. Like I never thought I would do that, but it's been like the best thing ever mm-hmm. and like getting married in general. So I hear Aww. that. So, do you have anything that you're willing to share that has been like amazing transformational in your life in the best kind of way that you didn't plan for?
0: <laughs> wow. I think coaching for the oh, yeah. longest time I resisted. I was like, who the heck is going to invest with me? Why don't they work with Tony Robbins or Bob Proctor? Like why little old me? And, you know, even I created my first business making vision board workshops in schools and community centers with a friend of mine, in 2014. And we were talking about maybe we should just become coaches. And I was so against it. Like, so it's so funny now, like to be called a coach an intuitive life coach, you know, um, It's so, so unexpected and the transformation, how that unfolded, it's a quick story. Um, I was at a seminar and we all had to do this like martial arts um, routine in unison. And I had one of my friends that I knew she had that background and I was modeling her and there was this girl beside me and she was the reason why everybody had to keep repeating. And I started to copy and model my friend. I got a little bit better. And then once I got to the point that I was just a couple steps ahead of my friend, I told her beside me, like, just model me. And that was one of the most transformational exercises in my entire life because it made me realize you don't have to be someone that has 10 years of experience to help someone else from where they are. And that's when... That was that defining moment where i gave myself permission to step into being a coach and reworked that whole belief about having to be tony robbins to make an impact in the world so
1: that's beautiful and that's really in alignment with a lot of guidance i've been receiving lately when i've been talking to people where it's just that people forget how far they've come and because (laughs) they're not at you know what they perceive as the expert level they think that they can't help people but there's always going to be people in front of you There's always going to be people behind you as far. I mean, if progress were linear, that's how it would always be. So you can always help the people that were where, are where you were, even only like a year ago or a couple months ago. And it's so easy to forget how far you've
0: come. So easy. That's why it's important to reflect and check in with yourself consistently.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Have those little mini retreats for yourself. That sounds like heaven. Like, (laughs) I would love that. Especially if it, involved sweets, I think. Yes. That would be a must for me. I would need candy or something. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Divine flow with mm-hmm. candy.
0: Flow <laughs> with food. it. Make it happen.
1: <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Even like you said, just a couple of hours, I feel like would make such a big difference. It's just a couple of hours of meditating and journaling, doing creative. It reminds me of The Artist's Date a little bit from um, The uh, Artist's Way, if you've read that book or heard of that yeah. before. No, what oh, is that? Oh, girl, I think you'd love it. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's a it's an older book. It's probably from the 90s at some point. I'm blanking. The woman's name is Julia Cameron, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's called The Artist's Way. And in it, she talks about how creativity kind of fuels creativity, which ends up fueling your spirituality. It's not necessarily a spiritual book per se, but it does okay. talk about how um, your you connect with your muses and you connect with different parts of yourself and higher beings and like the a power outside of yourself when you are mm-hmm. in your creative flow on a consistent basis. So um she talks Ooh. about morning pages a lot which you you basically are already mm-hmm. doing. You're journaling a lot. So mm-hmm. that is essentially what it is. She says it to do them first thing in the morning because then it's like kind of like a brain dump sort of a thing. But that mm-hmm. phrase didn't exist when that was written, but that's essentially what she's referring to. Uh-huh. And then The artist date is when you set aside a couple of hours a week to dedicate just to yourself. And you're meant to interpret it that however you want. Like I take that as that's when I do something creative that's not related to my business in any way. That's Mm -hmm. just for the sake of creating. And that helps me be refreshed and move on with other things, move on with other work projects, do better at work. Um, And you can also, like, go out and do things. You can meditate for a couple hours. Um, Yeah, you basically – it sounds like you're intuitively already doing what so many people have learned to do through the artist's way.
0: I love it. That's so awesome. Yeah.
1: It's actually a course, so you're meant to, like, follow it week by week.
0: Ah. Yeah, it's really cool. I look into it. it.
1: Yeah, you should. I got it at my library. Um, I'm sure you can find it at a local library, too.
0: Yeah. Or cheap online. Yeah, that's a –
1: Yeah, I'm glad I could tell you about that because I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. (laughs) You're my second (laughs) podcast in a row where I've talked about that with somebody else, the way with somebody else. Oh, yeah. So So maybe that just means something, someone needs to hear it out there. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure.
1: So um, another thing I like to ask all the women that come onto Awakening Stories, because I love all the answers, is what would you tell your younger self about your spiritual awakening?
0: Hmm, Great question. Again, I think it's just to like, trust, trust the journey, as funny as me say, and like surrender to the process. Because I find like, even with society and the standards, like there's like, certain milestones that you're supposed to hit in your life in certain timelines. And with spirituality, you know, like, I think it can be similar, especially when you're in group containers and programs, hearing about some people that are meditating and having these vivid experiences or channeling and or into mediumship like there can be that level of comparison that can happen naturally just because of that desire to want to progress and hit to where you want to be and i think it's important to just surrender like let go of the reins and the feeling and the need to control the process and just letting it naturally unfold and the card's still here divine flow like surrender to the divine flow of what your journey is supposed to be
1: absolutely i couldn't agree more what a fitting card that you pulled for us in this episode so i love it <laughs> i love the way spirit works it's fantastic yeah, yeah. Yes. I feel so light now. I don't know about you, but I feel very yes. light after a beautiful conversation. So uh, we're uh, getting up here uh, a little bit on time, trying to keep, I try to keep these at uh, 30 minutes, but I'm not gonna cut you off obviously, but I think we're right at that mark here. So I would love to hear about where we can find you, how what you're offering, if you have anything awesome going on right now, tell us everything so we can find you.
0: So good. So you can connect with me on Instagram, that's where I hang out. Um, my handle is A. Um, you can check out my website, it's CassandraRosa.com to learn a little bit more about me, my offerings. Um, I have a book out on Amazon that came out last year, which is called Now Let Create the Clarity to Achieve Your Dreams. So that book is really um, an experience that you can go through if you're looking to have clarity of your next steps. You bring a pen, you read my stories and go through the exercises so you can have your breakthrough And then lastly, I have a podcast. It's called Clarity Conversations with Cassandra Rosa, that there is a special guest that will be on that you may know her. her. (laughs) So I'm sure we can drop the link there so you can check out our episode. That's for spiritual entrepreneurs. It's all about personal development and business. And there's beautiful conversations that I have with special guests. So, yeah. Yes, That's it's a neat. great
1: podcast and I'm excited to be on it. I really appreciate the opportunity. I love that we connected just so easily and naturally when we're meant to connect, it's been awesome. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and you'll see, like I have tons of different offerings. Mm-hmm. I have healing sessions, so you can do some intuitive healing, meditations infused with Reiki. Um, and then my course is called the Clarity Creation Course, and it's really just to help you to find clarity of what your path is, Help you develop the confidence and the action steps, and I infuse all my intuitive goods with card readings and energy healing along the way. So,
1: yeah. fantastic! Sounds like a like an amazing place to be.
0: <laughs> I Thank love you. all those things. Thank, Thank you so you. much
1: for being here, Cassandra, and sharing us, sharing your wisdom with us. We are blessed for that.
0: Thank you for having me.